Episode 21, Looking Back at 2012, originally posted January 16, 2013. For many toy collectors into content creation, one common practice done annually is to write about their favorite toys that they got in the past year. I'm no exception to this. 2012 was the year I first officially started writing my blog, and so in January 2013, I proceeded to write about my top toys of the previous year. Ten years later, as part of this whole Redux channel, I thought it would be a fun exercise to revisit my top toys of the past years and see where they hold up in my current collection. Are they still there? Or have I since sold them for something better? Well, let's find out. For the first few years of doing these lists, I would pick out the number of toys based on the year. So for the year 2012, I wrote about my top 12 toys. So let's get started. Number 12, Marvel Universe Beast. The Marvel Universe line was a little quiet in 2012. Not many memorable characters or sculpts were released in my opinion. So this inclusion felt a little forced, just so that the MU line could have some representation on this list. But given that, it was at this point that the Marvel Universe line started getting into a proper groove and this Beast figure is probably one of the best ones they ever produced. While it is based on his more modern cat Beast, I would dare say it's an infinitely better Beast than the classic one we got a few years later. So do I still have him? Unfortunately not. I said goodbye to Beast when I sold off my entire Marvel Universe collection back in 2021. Number 11. Hockey Lego Minifigure 2012 was the year I finally caved and bought my first Lego minifigures. While they were meant to be a one-off time gift to my girlfriend, they ended up becoming quite the obsession for both of us. While I didn't have to have them all, like my girlfriend, I did indulge myself and put together my own mini minifigure collection, mostly based on all the violent ones and monsters. <laughs> Being a fan of hockey though, I immediately gravitated to this guy, whom I named Pavel, after one of my favorite players, Pavel Bure. In 2014, my girlfriend and I got married and so my little minifigure collection became rather redundant next to hers in our house. So I ended up selling most of mine, although I do believe I still have Pavel chilling in some storage bin. Number 10. Eye Gears Hench, or a third-party masterpiece Brawn. I've always liked Brawn. The fact that he was a small transformer who could probably beat up any of the bigger ones and throw Optimus Prime in the air always appealed to me. Unfortunately, the original Braun toy released in 1984 looked nothing like the cartoon character. Igear's Hens was probably the first decent Braun toy to be released, and so he was a definite must-have and a highlight for 2012. But he didn't last long in my collection, as even back then it was kind of a stretch to call this guy a masterpiece transformer. Pretty soon, a better Braun did come along, and Hens was quickly sold off. Number 9. TFC Phantom, or Third Party Fireflight. Of all the Transformer Gestalts, or subgroups of Transformers who combine to form a big robot, the Aerialbots and their combined form Superion has always been my favorite. So when the third-party company TFC Toys started their own modern version of the Aerialbots towards the end of 2012, I knew I had to complete it. Phantom, who was an homage to the Aerialbot Fireflight, was the only member to be released in 2012. Looking back, while on his own he was a pretty decent toy, his inclusion in my list may have been premature. It took a little over a year to finally complete the team, and even back then, the final combined mode was a bit of a mess. So just like hence before him, when a better version of the Aerialbots and Superion finally came along a few years later, Phantom and all his buddies went to a new home. Number 8. Masters of the Universe Classics Ratlore By 2012, the online subscription-based toy line Masters of the Universe Classics was in full swing, already delving deeper into the character lore. 
As such, the Snake Man Rattlor finally made his classic debut. Despite being sort of a third-tier character at best, Mattel didn't scrimp on his sculpt and paint. Unfortunately, due to his extra-detailed deco, he was initially released without his armor, which, to be fair, wasn't part of the original vintage toy but was added later on for the rebooted cartoon. Fortunately, Mattel managed to eventually release his armor in a weapons pack, and all was good. Like the rest of my Masters of the Universe Classics collection, Rattlor still remains on my shelf today, definitely one of the best ones released in the line, and I don't foresee anything replacing him anytime soon. Number 7. The Ewok 5-Pack 2012 will also be forever known as the year I went all-in with the Ewoks. I bought tons of those little furry dudes and even built them a village. Spoiler for a future episode. Now of all the Ewoks I got that year, this 5-Pack was my definite favorite. And as for the lineup of the Ewoks in the pack, you've got two iconic nameless Ewoks from Return of the Jedi who were finally given names. Flitchy, the Ewok seen celebrating with the Stormtrooper blaster in hand, and Nanta, the only Ewok who, well, died on screen. We also get Tippet, who sports a killer saber-toothed skullcap, Nisa, Wicked's partner from the Ewok cartoon, and finally, my favorite Ewok not named Wicked, Tebow the scout who is unfortunately known for being blasted in the butt by R2-D2. Despite being mainly a 6-inch Star Wars Black Series collector, my smaller scale Ewoks have remained with me all these years. Although they are way overdue for a good dusting and cleaning, my Ewok village is here to stay. Number 6. The Avengers Well, this marked a turning point for the 3.75-inch Marvel Universe line. While their sculpts were pretty good, Hasbro basically went the cheaper route and gave these guys minimal articulation, which really sucked. The hype over the very monumental Avenger movie helped soften the blow, and to be fair, when together they made a pretty decent display. But in the end, these guys were some of the first smaller scale figures I sold off, and they have since been replaced by a far more superior set of figures. Avengers Assemble Number 5. Transformers Prime Seekers For those of you not familiar with my original blog, I have on numerous occasions professed my never-ending love for the Decepticon Seeker, and more specifically, the original trio of Starscream, Thundercracker, and Skywarp. And through the years, I have sought out to get as many different versions of this Decepticon trio that Hasbro can throw my way. Anyway, when the Transformers Prime show and toy line started in 2011 and 12 respectively, only Starscream was introduced, and to be honest, his initial design wasn't too exciting. But I got the toy anyway, even without any news of a Skywarp and Thundercracker to follow. And over time, as the show progressed, I started loving this version of Starscream, and as a result, the toy grew on me as well. I think it represents Starscream's deviousness and treachery better than any previous version of Starscream ever managed to do. So when Skywarp and Thundercracker were eventually released as Japanese exclusives, I scooped them up immediately. And despite the numerous other iterations of this trio that I have gotten since, these are to date one of my favorite versions in my collection. Number 4. Masters of the Universe Classics Fisto To be honest, I wasn't a big fan of this character from the original line. So the fact that he makes it into my list, and to many other people's online top toy lists for that matter, is a testament to how good this toy is. First and foremost, the head sculpt is very well done, even compared to other characters in the line, which is already known for its fantastic sculpts. It really stood out. And if that wasn't enough, the add-ons to this figure gave you the option to display him in an accurate vintage style or based on the hyped-up 2000X style as well, which many have pointed out makes this figure the perfect embodiment of what the Masters of the Universe Classics line is or should be. 
As it turns out, despite being one of the more popular characters from the show, due to some logistical mishap, Fisto was apparently underproduced, and as a result, a number of collectors unfortunately missed out on this guy. So while the toy line in general has appreciated in price quite significantly in the secondary market, Fisto is one of the most sought out of the bunch, with mint on card versions selling for almost $600. Crazy, right? As I mentioned, I have no plans of parting with my Masters of the Universe Classics collection, and most especially Fisto. Number 3. Jinx and Footloose When the 25th and 30th anniversaries of G.I. Joe came and went, the few remaining original characters that didn't get some sort of modern release started standing out. Jinx and Footloose were two of the more glaring omissions in my opinion. So when Hasbro and the Joe fan club finally came out with modern versions of these two, I was ecstatic. Unfortunately, as exclusive releases, they basically cost more than your typical Joe. A lot more. But I can get pretty obsessive about completing things, and in the end, I bit the bullet. Found these two on eBay for a fairly decent, but still high price, and got them. And I have to say, they were well worth it. They both don't overwhelm you with accessories, but instead are simple straight-up modern renditions of these two characters, which is all I really wanted in the first place. Despite there being an arguably better 6-inch G.I. Joe line currently making waves in collector's circles today, I have held fast to my smaller 3.75-inch scale collection. Unlike the Marvel Universe, these smaller Joes do have a bigger nostalgic hold on me. And so, to this day, Jinx and Footloose remain a couple of my favorite Joes on my shelf. Number 2. Nickelodeon Turtles In 2009, television channel Nickelodeon acquired the global rights to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the Mirage Group and were set to start a new chapter in the Turtles story. A new cartoon and toy line officially debuted in 2012 to rave reviews, including my own. I was a big fan of the cartoon and as a result casually dipped into the toy line as well. What I loved most about this iteration of the turtles was that they were a nice mix of the original serious and gritty turtles from the comics and the humorous and upbeat 80s cartoon ones. So they had the colored masks which I preferred like the cartoon, but had white eyes with no pupils like the comic ones. But the best thing about this series is that unlike all the ones before them, each turtle in the Nickelodeon line was a fully unique sculpt. Not only did they come in varying shades of green, but they also had different sizes with very subtle and unique details. If you look closer, you can see that Michelangelo comes out shorter than everyone else. Donatello is taller and leaner. Raphael sports the most muscle and battle damage like cracks on his chest shell. And Leonardo is a nice balanced turtle compared to the other three. While I have since put all my Nickelodeon turtles in storage, 2022 saw me falling back into the proverbial turtle hole as I got into the new TMNT Ultimates by Super 7 as well as the live action movie turtles from NECA. So it's only a matter of time before my Nickelodeon turtles see the light of day once again in a proper and updated turtles display. And finally, we have the number one toy of 2012, MP12 Masterpiece Sideswipe. Now as their name implies, Masterpiece Transformers are meant to be the ultimate version of Transformers. They're supposed to be the perfect representation of a Transformer in both robot and alternate modes. Another major characteristic of Masterpiece Transformers up to this point in 2012 was that they usually covered the main iconic characters. You got your Prime, Megatron, Starscream, and Grimlock. So it came as quite a surprise when Takara announced a second or even third tier character like Sideswipe would receive the Masterpiece treatment. While I thought it was a cool idea at the time, I wasn't completely blown away, but I did get him anyway, and it was only when I had him in hand that I realized just what a gem this thing truly is. Accurate robot mode? Check. 
accurate vehicle mode? Check, check. Transformation that isn't too simple but doesn't drive you crazy? Check, check, check. Perfect. But the best thing about having done a masterpiece sideswipe was that it opened the door for them to do all the other original Transformer cars. More significantly though, was that prior to Sideswipe, Takara treated their masterpiece releases as more as one-off pieces, meaning scale varied from figure to figure and at times didn't make any sense at all, like Grimlock being smaller than Prime. But Sideswipe signaled a shift in their philosophy to turn masterpiece Transformers into a more cohesive line in itself, where scale between characters mattered. Pretty soon, third-party companies followed this masterpiece trend, and the rest after that is history. Despite being over 10 years old, MP12 has remained in my collection. Although, not this exact toy per se. To go with his brother's son streaker's release in the Masterpiece line a full 6 years later, a slightly updated Sideswipe was also released, and so I opted to get it. It's still the same toy, just with a simpler and cleaner paint job closer to the cartoon. So technically, the top toy of 2012 still remains in my collection. And that should cover it for this installment of looking back at my top 10 lists. Do you remember your favorite toy purchases of 2012? Are any of them still in your collection? Comment down below and tell me your story. Thanks for checking out Stories from the Toy Shelf Redux. For more stories, please like and subscribe to this channel. Click on the notification bell for updates or visit my website at storiesfromthetoyshelf.com and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until the next one.